Whether you hug the infield tires or rip the cushion, you found the fastest dirt track podcast in motorsports. Welcome to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. Here's Stephen and Brad Ovens. Welcome in, race fans, to this week's episode of Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of the Land of Legends Raceway, here for the 2020 season. Stephen and Brad Ovens here with you for this week's show. Coming up a little bit later on tonight in our A-Main interview of the week is Dirt Car Northeast, a Super Dirt Car Series director. Dean Reynolds will be here with us. Uh, also... Uh, official and longtime, longtime uh, official and board member with the Lucas Oil Empire Super Sprints. Dean will be with us here uh, a little bit later on in the program during the A-Main interview of the week. Uh, we've got a lot of races to talk about. And Brad, to, to kind of kick things off, things have been so crazy. Uh, we've had our last of uh, the midweek shows for, for the time being, uh, trying to get our 2020 season back on track. Uh, we didn't do a pod last week because between uh, video production commitments and, and everything else that's been happening with the track, uh, just you flat out ran out of time because it has been that busy. Uh, I feel like it's been Groundhog Day over and over and over. Uh, we've been going racing, have a three or four day break and then go back to racing again. Had a couple of practice sessions thrown in the middle of that to kick it off as well. It's been pretty wild. Yeah, it's good. It's just good to be back at the racetrack. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, I, I guess maybe I just wasn't expecting when racing came back, I thought it'd be a little more of a gradual, gradual incline back into it. But uh, man, from the, f- the first night of uh, Rooster throwing the green flag, it's been nonstop since. It has. And, and the fans, you know, I, we haven't been able to open for fans yet at the Land of Legends Raceway. And as of this week, as of the recording of the podcast this week, we still don't have any further word on that. The best thing I can advise fans to do is to stay tuned to all of the Land of Legends Raceway so, social media channels. Um, we are expecting a Thursday, sometime Thursday or Friday some kind of word on what's going to be happening with the super dirt car series show next week, uh, which is supposed to take place on Thursday, July 2nd. Uh, I know that uh, promoter Paul Cole has been, you know, typing away on the keyboard, uh, calling anyone and everyone uh, to try and get some guidance on what exactly racetracks can and, and can't do here. We're expecting phase four to begin here at the end of the week, but we've heard rumors about what can and can't. And unfortunately there just hasn't been able anybody that's been able to nail down exactly what the guidelines are going to be. So stay tuned to all the social media channels for that. As soon as we get any word on, on what's happening, whether, you know, we can open for fans this weekend or not, or for next week for the super dirt series show, that's where you'll find all of that information. And by the way, uh, download the Land of Legends Raceway app. As soon as we get any word, it'll also go out in a push notification through the Land of Legends app. So be sure to download that. It's a free download. doesn't cost you a thing to do it. And uh, that gets you all the uh, late-breaking information right here from the Land of Legends. Brad, we had so many races uh, over the last uh, 10 days. Um, I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, Tom Skabinski who had said, something about we had run 
I think it was three races in a, in a seven day stretch between Saturday night racing and the 360 sprint show that was on there on the Wednesday night. Uh, so it, it definitely has been busy. And with that, we've got a lot of, uh, we've got a lot of folks to talk about that have been, uh, putting their names and their cars and their crews in Casbah victory lane. So let's step aside here. When we come back, we'll drop the green flag for heat number one. We'll tell you about who the folks were that won and who had great runs here over the last three events here at the land of legends. That's right. It's time for heat race. Number one, heat race. Number one lined up and ready to take the green flag from the rooster and let's get to it. We'll talk about the events from Super Gen Products Night on June 13th at the Land of Legends. And after a week after, a week after uh, breaking a right rear shock and having a problem to come back and finish top five, Eric Rudolph nailed down his first victory of the season, $2,000. Uh, the win for Eric Rudolph, Larry White, another strong run, was second. Chris Heil was third. Billy Dunn, fourth, who really charged late in that event. And Alan Johnson rounded out the top five speed connection. Sportsman Kevin Root took home a win in the 34. Another win for Kevin Root. Uh, Kane Bristol was in there for second. Macquery was third and a very strong start to his season. Kevin Ridley fourth and Mike Fowler uh, making a rare appearance at the land of legends coming home with a top five. We'll talk about Mike Fowler uh, with Dean Reynolds a little bit when we talk about our Hoosier weekly uh, program. Mike Emhoff Motorsports a week after just absolutely having a horrific accident in turn number four, uh, sustaining several injuries. Daryl Ruggles came back on June 13th to get his first victory after coming back from injury. Brandon Griffin gave him a good run, but finished in the second spot. Josh Panizek was third. Alicia Bay fourth and Steve Glover rounded out the top five that night for the Mike Emhoff Motorsports 305 sprints. Street stocks on June 13th. Jimmy Grant got his second career Canadag will win in his first of 2020 after a rare mistake from Josh Pangrazio, who was dominating the feature at that point. Pangrazio would hold on for second. Mike Welch was third. Mark Minutlo fourth. And Jared Hill, new to the land of legends, weekly that is in 2020, rounded out the top five aboard the 93. Tyler Burnell, first career land of legends feature win on uh, Saturday, June 13th. He got the win over Casey Wagner, Justin Eldridge, Sean Loyne, and Jamie Eldridge Jr. back there on June 13th. And uh, definitely check out the highlights on the Facebook page for that one. Uh, you'll always remember that first win at Canadagua. And uh, as, it, as it says, the Burnell family tradition lives on with Tyler Burnell's first win in the hobby stocks. Uh, we also had a 360 sprint car special, a midweek program uh, that took place uh, with the Patriot Sprint Tour back on Wednesday, June 17th. And it was Lucas Wolf getting his first ever win at Canadagua, picking up the $2,000 win. He had a great battle with Matt Tanner late in the race, but it would be Wolf getting the win. Billy Van Inwagen with a motor that was skipping came home in the third spot. Joe Tranka, the Salt City Outlaw, was fourth. And Davey Franick came from the back of the pack to finish in the top five in the Speed Connection Sportsman. Two for four to start the 2020 season. Matt Guerry, who at that point in the season had now split two races apiece between Kevin Root and Matt Guerry. He held off a late charging Kyle Inman in his Troyer chassis, came home in second. Root was there for third. Garrison Krentz, who's been very consistent so far, finished fourth. And Kevin Ridley, also very consistent as well, 
rounded out the top five. Those was your two divisions for our midweek special. And then coming back this past Saturday, June 20th, it was a Saturday spectacular and Larry White, second career big block modified win and second win at Canandaigua this season. He got the win over a late charging Justin Harris. Jimmy Phelps was third. Matt Farnham was fourth and Eric Rudolph rounded out the top five. It was also the first night that the handicap was put in place. And that allowed Zach Sabaka came from about mid pack, but got to the front before many of your uh, weekly favorites got to the front. Sabaka picked up the win. Zach Payne was second. Garrison Krentz third. McLary fourth. And Kane Bristol rounded out the top five in the Speed Connection Sportsman. Mike Emhoff Motorsports 305 Sprint Cars. Brandon Griffin, his first win of the season and his third season in a row with at least one victory in the 305 Sprints, now with three career wins. Jeff Trombley, uh, making his first start of 2020, was there for second for the former CRSA. 305 Sprint champ out of Altamont, New York. Alicia Bay was very strong, came home with a third place finish. Bobby Perro led laps early to finish fourth, and Dan Cron rounded out your top five in the street stocks. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know when. Josh Pangrazio gets his first win of 2020 at the Land of Legends. He uh, flip-flopped with Jimmy Grant from the previous Saturday. Grant came home in second. Quinn Sutherland out of Dundee would finish third. Mike Welch out of Canandaigua was fourth. And Parker Smith out of Gorham finished in the top five. And Parker Smith, one of his better runs that I've seen him in, in my two years of announcing at Canandaigua, he was very strong early in that 55P. The wild man, Casey Wagner, first Canadagua win uh, of 2020 coming on Saturday night in the 15-lap hobby stock feature. Justin Eldridge came home in second. A very, very good battle uh, with those guys up front. Tyler Brunell, strong and steady there on Saturday night, a week after uh, his first win, came home third. Sean Lloyd is fourth. And Kenny Hunt rounded out the top five. Kenny Hunt, the... Uh, driver out of Watkins Glen, formerly of Penn Yen, formerly a uh, four-cylinder competitor over at the Outlaw Speedway, now racing hobby stocks, made his first ever start at the Land of Legends on Saturday night. Had a great time, says he can't wait to come back. So those are all of your results here in heat race number one. A little uh, debrief of the top fives from the past three events at the Land of Legends Raceway. When we come back, it's heat race number two. It's Brad's favorite part of the program. It's the highlight of the week. Land of Legends Raceway fans, tune in each and every week of the racing season to Where the Legends Are Made, a podcast dedicated to covering the drama, excitement, and hear from the drivers from your favorite dirt track. Stephen Ovens and Brad Ovens walk you through the week that was Where the Legends Are Made. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts and visit landoflegendspodcast.com. Fans of Land of Legends Raceway and the Where Legends Are Made podcast, We've got a great opportunity for you to feature your business. We have opportunities here to sponsor where legends are made. We have all different features of the podcast. You can pick to be a sponsor of one of our heat races. Maybe you want your business name attached to the top 10 read-offs for the week. Maybe you want your business to be the one that's heard when we play our highlight of the week. Maybe you're a history buff. You want to sponsor heat three where we talk about this week in Land of Legends Raceway history. Maybe you want to be the A main sponsor. So when we interview our main driver of the week, you want to get your business out in front of that. 
We've got plenty of opportunities for you to do so, and we can work inside of any budget. And believe me, if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, I don't think my business has the advertising budget to sponsor a podcast, believe me, we can fit inside of anybody's advertising budget. Get your business a little bit of advertising here on where legends are made. Contact us right here on the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page if you're interested and put your business in front of all of our fans where legends are made. Now it's time for this week's highlight of the week. Take it away, Brad. This week's highlight of the week, we're going to take it back to June 17th, the Patriot Sprint Tour, when Lucas Wolf picked up his first Land of Legends Raceway career victory. And now look at Lucas Wolf as he's going to bustle his way on the outside. Lucas Wolf really going to stretch it off the top side here off quarter number four. And Wolf takes over second as he has got that PBR 5W just a singing on the top side of this new clay here at the Land of Legends. As Van Inwigen going to run, run the bottom side of the racetrack, but Wolf, why not try it again? And it really looks like it's playing to his favor. Lucas Wolf, new race leader here on lap number 19. Well, Brad, uh, Lucas Wolf, I mean, that was impressive. Now, now certainly, you know, I, I, I should preface this by saying, I think the race was Pauli Cola Giovanni's to lose uh, until he had a tangle with the tire in turn number one. But after that point and the yellow flag came out and the field got bunched back up, Lucas Wolf, I mean, everybody else was trying to run the bottom lane. Where else are you going to go? You got to go up top. And I don't think that should have been any surprise for a driver, the caliber and, and the experience of somebody like Lucas Wolf. Yeah, it seems like the, the top side of the racetrack has really been this year's wild card at Atlanta Legends Raceway. Um, you know, the bottom groove is uh, certainly a dominant groove, and I would say probably the more popular groove. Uh, but with the new clay this year on the track and, and uh, the weather conditions and everything that we've been having so far this year, I think the outside has really been the place to go. You know, you've seen guys, you know, Larry White has won two races now on the outside. Um, Kevin Ridley's making some big moves on the outside. Uh, Matt Guerri, obviously, he's, he's made some pretty good moves on the outside. It really seems like if you're willing to go out there and really put the work in to really get that groove to come in, that uh, the outside could be a big wild card this year. Oh, definitely. And, and Lucas Wolf showed just how wide that racetrack can be, which I think is, you know, gives us all a, a whole lot to look forward to as the rest of this season wears on. And, and we start to, you know, we bring in more sprint car shows and we bring in the super dirt car series and the dirt car sportsman series. I mean, there's just the, the, the potential uh, for the racing that the, the racetrack is going to provide is, is, you know, going to be, you know, limitless. And, and, and it's just been a shame. I know Paul Cole has said this a few times. It's just been a shame that as good as the racing has been, Brad, it's been a shame that the fans haven't been able to be here to see it because it has been good. Yeah. The racing has certainly been good, which is good for us on a standpoint of land of legends, TV.com. I think the racing will be just as good when the fans do come back just for the simple fact of the track surface has a lot to do with the, the competitive nature and the side-by-side racing and, and guys making moves where they can get bite down on the bottom, bottom, or, or even guys like Larry white that want to go up to the top, top. So I think it's going to be good. Well, that was this week's highlight of the week. And when we come back, 
Brad just mentioned Larry White. We're going to talk a little bit about Larry White in our Land of Legends history segment. Let's roll back the calendar with this week in Land of Legends history. Well, the field is lined up and they are bringing it off of turn number four. Heat race number three takes the Roosters green flag. And it is this week in Land of Legends Raceway history, Brad. And uh, just talking about history, you know, when we talk about history, I know a lot of people you know, think uh, we're going to go back 30, 40 years in Land of Legends history, but there has been a lot of history that's been made here just in the last couple of weeks. And and that's what I wanted to highlight this week. You know, we, we talked about, you know, how Pat Ward in our last episode, it had been so long since Pat Ward had won a race at the Land of Legends, but now we get uh, Larry White's second feature win of 2020 at the land of legends. And, you know, he is writing his own history here in the 2020 campaign. He had never won a big block modified feature at the land of legends until this season. He did have a 360 sprint car feature win with the empire super sprints years ago, but had never won in a big block at Canadagua. And, and the way his season started, we weren't sure if, if he was going to be able to get one because he charged up through the pack uh, on their opening night only to have a flat tire kind of end his campaign there, but he comes back the next, uh, our, our Tuesday night, big block special to get a win. He comes back this previous Saturday and really just, you know, put a stomping on the field to get his second big block win. So it's been a, a season of first for somebody like Larry white. It was a, a season of first for Zach Sabaka who won the Speed Connection Sportsman event on Saturday night as well. Sabaka had never swept a weekend in his career, but he did that, winning on Friday night with the Hoosier Sportsman over at Outlaw Speedway, followed that up with a win with us at Land of Legends on Saturday night. And to boot, Saturday night was his first career Land of Legends victory. So it's been a season of first for Zach Sabaka as well. And one other uh, special mention that I wanted to throw out as well, uh, talking about writing a piece of his own history, Tyler Burnell gets his first career win in the hobby stock division in, in a family, uh, the Burnell family, that's got uh, a, a pretty good amount of history racing at the half mile in Canadagua. His dad, Frank Bubba Burnell, uh, Bubba's got, 27 career wins at the land of legends over the course of his amateur stock pro stock slash street stock. Um, that's one part of the record books that kind of, you kind of group a lot of those together. Uh, I guess I would say full fendered wins and Bubba's got uh, almost 30 of those. And Brad, uh, I think that was probably a moment that I, I know a lot of us will probably remember for quite a while because it's not, every race week where you get to see a young man win his first race and then to have, you know, the embrace that they had in victory lane, him and his dad uh, with his dad, who's got history there and, and knowing how hard that young man has worked on his dad's cars for the last couple of years to see Tyler now have his opportunity and kind of see that torch be passed. Brad, that was, that was something special there uh, on Saturday night. It was cool to be a part of that. Yeah, it's always fun no matter where you're at or what you're doing to see a, a first time anything, you know, first time winner like that, uh, especially at a track where, you know, the name is the land of legends. 
you know, I, certainly his father really created a legend for that Burnell name. Um, winning all those races and being so dominant in the street stock division in years past. And then to get that, that race victory and, and uh, you know, it was, it was really cool to see that embrace. Cause it wasn't just a quick hug. Hey, way to go that you know, you could really tell by, by just watching their embrace that they really meant a lot to that family and, and those guys. And, and uh, it was really special to see. I'm envious of the kid, Brett. He's now won a feature where barefoot Bob McCready's won a feature. He's won a feature where Joe Plazic has won a feature. Hell, he's won a feature where John Moravic has won a feature and Lance Young and all these names that people like you and I grew up kind of idolizing on the dirt track scene. That I mean, I can't even imagine what that feeling is like knowing that you've won it at the same racetrack as, as all those drivers that have so much fame and history uh, locally. Uh, just a really, really cool deal. So... That's this week in Land of Legends history. Le- several drivers writing their own piece of history here at the Land of Legends. Coming up next, it's our A Main interview. Dean Reynolds is in the wings and ready to go. We'll talk to the man in charge with Dirt Car Northeast when we come back on Where Legends Are Made. Land of Legends Raceway fans, tune in each and every week of the racing season to Where the Legends Are Made, a podcast dedicated to covering the drama, excitement, and hear from the drivers from your favorite dirt track. Stephen Ovens and Brad Ovens walk you through the week that was Where the Legends Are Made. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts and visit landoflegendspodcast.com. Fans of Land of Legends Raceway and the Where Legends Are Made podcast, We've got a great opportunity for you to feature your business. We have opportunities here to sponsor where legends are made. We have all different features of the podcast. You can pick to be a sponsor of one of our heat races. Maybe you want your business name attached to the top 10 read-offs for the week. Maybe you want your business to be the one that's heard when we play our highlight of the week. Maybe you're a history buff. You want to sponsor heat with three where we talk about this week in Land of Legends Raceway history. Maybe you want to be the A main sponsor. So when we interview our main driver of the week, you want to get your business out in front of that. We've got plenty of opportunities for you to do so, and we can work inside of any budget. And believe me, if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, I don't think my business has the advertising budget to sponsor a podcast, believe me, we can fit inside of anybody's advertising budget. Get your business a little bit of advertising here on where legends are made. Contact us right here on the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page if you're interested and put your business in front of all of our fans where legends are made. Whether you hug the infield tires or rip the cushion, you found the fastest dirt track podcast in motorsports. Welcome to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. Here's Stephen and Brad Ovens. By the grace of God and 800 horsepower, it's time for the A-Main interview of the week. That's right. It's the A-Main interview of the week. And uh, this week joining us for our A-Main interview is... uh, a guy that's awfully familiar with A-Mains with a long storied history with the uh, Lucas Oil Empire Super Sprints, now heading up the uh, Dirt Car Northeast headquarters here in Weedsport. Dean Reynolds joins us as we get ready to bring in the central region of the uh, Dirt Car Sportsman Series. And 
Dean, we, we've been saying it on social media all week long this week. Uh, if, if you missed out on any of the recent races we've had at Canandaigua or that barn burner on Sunday at Utica Rome, uh, this is going to be a, a can't miss show. If you're a, if you're a fan of good, hard racing here with the dirt car sportsman. I tell you, the, the sportsman division has been very good this year. And, you know, there's been a lot of races at, at a lot of different tracks from, you know, all out east with Albany, Saratoga and Glen Ridge and then Utica, Rome and then uh, with Canandaigua and Can-Am and uh, even Outlaw on Friday with the Hoosier Sportsman and, and now Thunder Mountain. And, you know, there's been uh, a lot of different drivers winning. And then uh, we're going to have most of them all together at one track like we did Sunday at Utica, Rome. And a 30-lap race, and it took the last, what, 50 feet to, to decide the winner? Yeah, I, that, was, that, was a, that was a thriller there on Sunday. And, and a guy that uh, knows his way around a dirt car sportsman uh, with Janzik getting the win there at Utica, that was, that was pretty special. Yeah, and Matt, you know, Matt's got some unfinished business. Uh, he, you know, it, it's a very good friendly rivalry with uh, him and Kevin Root. Um, you know, if Matt didn't destroy that car at Utica Rome during Super Dirt Week last year, it might have been a, a little bit of a different story for the overall championship. But, you know, it shows that, you know, Matt and Kevin are probably the, the favorites coming in. But, you know, you, you've got a lot of other drivers uh, that are going to join in with, uh, you know, Chris Mackey, Alan Fink, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Inman. And then when you uh, go out to Canandaigua and you got the Guerreris and Garrison Krentz, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think this is, you know, there's probably, I would say easily eight to 10 cars that can win. Absolutely. Now, you know, we, we mentioned central region already and, you know, I, I probably should have started there. We we've been attracting some new listeners and, and a lot of listeners that uh, are, are friends of mine in the Southern tier that may not be familiar with the dirt car sportsman series. And, and when I say central region, I'm sure they're asking, I already know my buddy Adam's going to ask me, well, what does central region mean? How, how does this all break out here for the sportsman? Well, it was very easy before the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah, that's for um, sure. You know, we have four regions. We have central, we have northern, we have east, and we have west. Um, right now, we think the central and the east are going to stay intact. We're going to have to do some juggling with the northern and west because we have tracks on both sides of the border. And of course, with the border still being closed, you know, we're going to have to revamp those regions, but the central New York region is a series of races that are in, in the central New York area. Now tracks aren't necessarily central New York tracks per se, like Utica Rome is holding a central region race. They did last Sunday. And then in August to hold an Eastern region race because of where they're located. And we might have Canada in September, maybe hold a Western region race as well, uh, just to get some races in before the pandemic. But it's a series, each region has a series of races from four to six. And in the sportsman championship, you're in home track points. So you pick a track that you want to run at or tracks. And then wherever you finish the highest at in points at that particular track, that's your home track points. And then you get bonus points. So if you win your home track, championship you get a thousand bonus points then we have the regions and if you win your region you get two thousand bonus points there so then you total three thousand bonus points if you win both and then you go into the combined races at the end of the year that starts at 
outlaw weekend at Fulton and then goes through super Dirt week and then um, on up to Brockville and those championship races, they just add points on to your bonus point total. So we develop it regions because it's impossible for cars to travel all over to Northeast and Canada to get to, you know, I think we had 26 region races booked. So we just get into the regions itself. So they only have to run four to six races to get their bonus points. Okay. And then, so in addition to all of this, they, they, the drivers also have the, the Hoosier weekly uh, points, the the dirt car uh, Hoosier championship as well. Yeah. And that is really took off a little bit this year because we've been pushing it Um, because some tracks have gone with non-point races because of the border or they went midweek and they didn't want to really force points on that early. But what we did is dirt cars, we, we make every dirt car sanctioned race, a Hoosier race, a Hoosier point race for the weekly championship. And there has been guys that have traveled around to tracks that they might not have never been to or might not even gone to this year just to get the Hoosier points. And of course the Hoosier points are your top 16 best finishes. So if you're a sportsman driver and you get 16 wins, you got a perfect score and chances are you'll win the Hoosier uh, weekly championship points for the sportsman. We never had a perfect score yet, but you know, it's always out there. So to get your most points with the Hoosier, it's best to go to as many races as you can. And, and in, in those rate, and that's just, you know, those are, uh, 16 races uh, with with the Hoosier and dirt car at any of the tracks and, and you can mix and match you could have you know yes. uh, eight at outlaw eight at Canadagua or yeah. or however you want to put them together and what's good about the Hoosier is you know there's teams we know that can't follow the series because there's some midweek shows and and there's some travel and you know if a guy gets hot or a girl um, say even uh, like Bear Ridge or um, Humberstone, and they get hot at their home track and get nine or 10 wins at their home track, but they really don't have the budget to travel around. Well, this gives them a chance to uh, go for another point fund that we have. And with the Hoosier Racing Tire Weekly, it's a separate point fund from the series races. Awesome. Well, I, I think it's important to get that message out here while we have you tonight too, because, you know, I, I and I won't name names, but I've talked to some drivers uh, down in my area here, down in the Southern tier that, you know, are, are kind of thinking about doing that. I mean, the, the pandemic really changed a lot of things for a lot of tracks and a lot of racers alike. And some guys have kind of looked at that Hoosier program and said, Hey, you know, if I can, if I can hit, two here, three there, four there, by the time the season's done, you know, if I can put 16 halfway decent races together, maybe I can put myself in contention and, you know, they don't necessarily have to, you know, have that home track where they're locked in every single week. It's still an opportunity for, for guys like that to participate. A good example is that's Mike Fowler. Um, You know, Mike Fowler came out, as you know, to those midweek shows at Atlanta legends. And, uh, you know, I, I sent him a message and I said, uh, you know, are, am I going to see you tonight? And he goes, you got that right, bud. You told me about this. Who's your tiger stuff. So I got to go after it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and then there's been others cause, uh, and he took a yeah. top five out of there. So, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, he, uh, he's got a lot of, uh, events in and he, I believe he's sitting top 10 in the who's your tire points. Um, you know, we just released him the other day and, and, uh, you know, uh, Gary Spade gets the points done. Erica Bicknell helps us out with the, the graphics. And then of course, Joe Grabinowski ties it all in with the Hoosier racing tire 
weekly newsletter so the fans can see who's doing well at every single track. Uh, that's their sanction. So it's kind of a unique program that we gave it some enhancement last year. We're building on it this year because it's not all about the series races. <clears throat> it's all about the weekly tracks as well. Definitely. And, and talking about those weekly tracks and, and, and you brought Joe up, you know, I, I have to say, Dean, between yourself, Joe, Corey, uh, I mean, everybody has really been pulling together. You know, the last fall, we really started pushing that uh, dirt car strong uh, on social media. And I, I have to say the beginning of this season, you know, I, I feel like we really felt that at, at Canadaqua. We had Joe here with us a few times so far at the track doing his thing on Twitter. And man, um, between yourself, Joe, the the whole group, I mean, it is just really been an awesome thing to see for our fans and and fans that, you know, are are getting to be exposed to a land of legends, to a Genesee speedway um, that, you know, might be outside of that area. And, And I just wanted to, you know, extend our thanks for everything that you guys do there because it's definitely uh, not gone unnoticed on, on social media. Well, you know, the Super Dirt Car Series is always going to be our marquee. Um, but when you have 26 tracks that are, you know, agreeing to come in and join the fold and be part of the family and, the, and agree to be sanctioned by Dirt Car, you know, w- when I came aboard, Joe was known as the Super Dirt Car Series Public Relations Director. And I said, no, I want Joe to be the Dirt Car Northeast Public Relations Director. I mean, we're four series. We're big blocks, the pro stocks. And, you know, me and Joe have decided to get out on the road um, because we just don't know when series races are going to begin. Hopefully, Super Dirt Car Series uh, will be coming here soon at Land of Legends. And, uh, you know, with everything changing, we're, we're about ready to get that going. But you know what? The backbone of dirt is the pro stocks. It's the sportsman. And then moving up to 358s, and then hopefully uh, they uh, develop a career into the big blocks. And, uh, you know, we haven't forgot about that. You know, and that's, uh, you know, that's the part of dirt car. We have a thousand members and we got to think of them all. And and I know that, uh, you know, in, in the position that you're in right now, uh, you get to go out to a lot of the dirt car tracks. And uh, what what has that experience been like for you kind of hitting the road? And and, and it, it's a it's not uncommon for you to not put in a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night weekend now getting out to all these great dirt car tracks. Well, with the series would have gone full bore. We had 89 series races scheduled. And I think I had 80 of them on my calendar to go to between the pro stocks and all the way up to the super dirt car series. But with the pandemic and the border still being closed, we lost a lot of the, uh, um, you know, series races early or postponed or even canceled. And then even on my empire super sprints end as well. So what I've been doing is hitting, I tried to hit as many openers as I could on the dirt car circuit. I tried to go to every tracks opener. And just give them whatever support I can. And Joe did the same thing. Um, Because right now, that's what we really have is, you know, weekly shows or or smaller special shows during the week until we can all go series racing here soon. Um, You know, with phase four starting today, and now we're looking at the numbers and see what's feasible and see what we can do. But with the tracks, you know, you know as well as I, Steve, they're all taking a chance. They're all... uh, they're all opening up without fans and they're all running events. So we want to make sure we let the people know where they can join in on pay-per-view so they can help the tracks out and let the uh, racers know where the events are. So 
you know, the numbers are high in the pit. So the tracks can make a little bit at the back gate. And that's been kind of our change of strategy, I guess, where normally we'd be hitting all the series races, but you know, we're, we're going wherever we can and the weekly shows have been it. So we've been leaving on Thursday and coming back on Monday. You, you probably see this quite a bit uh, this season, you know, with the, with everything that we've had to deal with the pandemic. I mean, think of how many different changes that are stewed over and, and got input on and, and gotten feedback from race teams or fans or, or whoever to, to make changes. We've had to make changes. And, and I mean, sweeping changes at, at the drop of a hat. I mean, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, everybody on uh, under the dirt car banner has really, I mean, just thinking about how much everybody has been able to pull off in a short amount of time with, uh, you know, nobody knows what the future looked like. I mean, it, it's been incredible to see, you know, how, how much the pay-per-view has taken off, how much just putting different things in place that you, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't even say thinking outside of the box is the right way to put it. That, that seems like it's putting it lightly. You, you know, it's funny. Cause when we were, when this first came out, we all, we all don't know where it was going to go or what it is or what the numbers were going to be. And, you know, there was a time there where, you know, a lot of people, especially on social media said, we'll see in 2021. I mean, we're not going to be able to do this. We're not going to be able to do that. And then, you know, people said, well, September, maybe we'll get going. August, we'll get going. Well, really, like you said, Steve, we all kind of got going in about two weeks. You know, uh, once we got the go ahead that we can hold events without fans, I tell you, the tracks really went down and, uh, and uh, you know, sat down, made some notes, did some numbers, did some figuring, and then figure what divisions they can run, what they can't, and kind of try to figure out what they're going to make for an income. So you don't want to track to lose money. No one wants to lose money, but in this situation, sometimes trying not to lose a lot of money is almost a game plan, but yeah. some have done very well, uh, you know, with their car counts have done, um, you know, good marketing and, and, and strategic planning with dates and stuff like that. And it's worked out really well, but like you said, it, it's kind of been really amazing. And, and whoever thought any of us would be in a position like that, but, you know, it just shows what good people there is in auto racing. Definitely. Uh, you know, the, the fans have been so vocal. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, for the most part, a majority of the fans have just been really, really patient with this whole process. I'm sure that you get blown up quite a bit, uh, you know, being somebody who's uh, out there and, and you know, uh, available uh, to fans and, and race teams like, uh, what, what has been your, I mean, nobody, nobody knows the answers right now, but you know, what is, what has been your message to the fans or, or, you know, with this platform here with our podcast, what is your message to the fans, even though we, we don't really know what this looks like? Cause I know a lot of folks, you know, they, when, when we don't know what's happening or what's, what's to come, we kind of look toward the top and, and say, okay, what does, uh, what, what, what does, what does the guy at the top have to say? You know, what, what can, what kind of message can he give to us to kind of uh, give us a little bit of hope or something? What, what has been your message to the fans? Well, you, you know, you're, you're right about the patience of the fans and that's kind of the message that I think we all have been doing uh, 
even with the race team is to be patient because we are all at, we are kind of at the mercy of a, the pandemic, uh, you know, we still can't forget there is something out there. Yes. The numbers are very controlled now and everything else, but we also see what happens when they're not controlled. Cause you see what's going on in some other States across the country. Um, so we have to remember that first, but we also have to remember that, you know, the powers to be are doing what they think is best. Do we all agree? Of course not. We don't agree with, yeah, if you agree with absolutely everything that goes on in the world, the world is just not right. Not everyone agrees with what I do. Not everyone agrees with what you do. Not everyone agrees with what Paul Cole does, but you hope it's, it's for the best of all. And, you know, we all sit there and today, Governor Cuomo had a live, uh, you know, press conference today. So I was one of 15,000 people watching it because we all know that phase four is coming up and phase four had entertainment in it. So you have to listen to that and then see what degree phase four is going to be open. And you, you just tell the fans that, believe me, once the tracks get their go-aheads and get their permissions, you're going to see racing. And, you know, we went from where we didn't think we we're going to have racing all year. Then we were talking September. Then we were talking August. But you know what? We hit the tracks quicker than we thought. Um, we'll get fans in the stands. It's coming. You know, uh, um, I think you're going to start seeing it. Hopefully, maybe uh, this weekend, once we get more orders from the fans, uh, from, from the governor. Now, don't quote me on that, but that's just what we're hoping. And then we're hoping more fans by July 4th week and go from there. But, you know, you, you got to be patient with your tracks, though. Believe me, the track owners and or the promoters, the, the, the thing they want to do the most is go racing and go racing with fans. Um, we miss fans. Steve, you miss fans. Yeah. It, it, it's weird going to racetracks and not seeing fans. Uh, you know, talking to Pat Ward when he won that race at Orlando Legends as the opener there, he goes, man, it was so weird climbing out of the car and not hearing anybody applaud or anybody cheer. And it's just so eerie. But we'll get there. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll get through 2020 and then we'll get through 2020 the best we can. And then we'll gear up for 2021 and, and get back to normal. Um, but just take it one day at a time. And that's what I say. Just, you know, uh, <clears throat> getting getting a little uh, jumpy or a little overzealous is not going to help anything. So uh, especially these track promoters, there's a lot of pressure on them, a lot of pressure because they're all doing something they love and, and a lot of them aren't making any money doing it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think that's a great message. And, and I know that's a message that, you know, a lot of folks have been trying to preach and, and it's so easier said than done. I, I, I definitely understand that. And, and just as weird as it's been for the fans to watch on pay-per-view at home, you're right, Dean. It, I mean, that opening night, uh, looking out, you know, the land of legends has that window right next to the announcer on your left side that you can look out to. And, and I, I look out that window so many times during the night, just kind of, uh, you know, uh, getting the crowd riled up about something or, or, you know, doing a little interaction of some kind and, and just, that piece has definitely been missing. There's no doubt about that. And, and we want to get opened as soon as we, you know, as soon as humanly possible, but um, getting back to, to Saturday's race, Dean coming up here, uh, we we've got a, a great field of sportsmen that are coming in a thousand dollars to win $125 to start. And it's uh, it's going to be awesome. Land of legends, TV.com is where you can see it all for 1495 on Saturday night. And, 
Uh, Dean, it's uh, going to be a pleasure to uh, have you guys uh, back with us here on Saturday with uh, with what we've got going on. Well, we're looking forward to it. Uh, you know, series races always have a little extra feel to it. Uh, the drivers get geared up. Uh, you know, you can see that when they do well, they they say, "Hey, you got third in the in the series race," and there's always something cool about a series race. And and like I said, we all saw that finish at Utica Rome and. Uh, you know, I mean, that just shows you what a series race means. I mean, uh, to see Manchanzik, uh, you know, he, he was a, it was a win it or lose it move and, uh, he wound up winning it. And, uh, that just shows you what a series race can do. And, and I think we're going to see a lot of the same action at uh, Landon Legend Saturday. Absolutely. It's been super competitive so far this season. I mean, yes, there's been, uh, now three different winners in five races, but man, the, the competition in those, uh, even, even when Kevin Root and Matt Guerry were sweeping the, the first four, I mean, the, the action through the pack, it, it's, it, it's just been second to none. And, uh, we look forward to having you guys out on Saturday. Anything else that we can touch on for you tonight, Dean? No, I mean, you know, most of the people, uh, you know, are asking about the super dirt car series and, uh, you know, we, uh, we haven't had a race yet because, uh, you know, most of our races are in New York and, you know, the, the, the purse is a steep purse and we need fans to run those races. And we haven't really ventured out of New York because we wanted to make sure that the tracks that booked the series races were, you know, the dirt car sanctioned tracks. And we want to, want to see what we can do to get them to have series races here in New York. And we're getting close. Uh, you know, we're getting there. Phase four is here. Um, and then phase four will be, you know, will be built on. And hopefully as that curve as the, as our favorite governor always says, the curve yeah. keeps on going the way it's going, you know, we'll keep on building up and, uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, the series races to go from July through August and right on up to Super Dirt Week. And, and yes, uh, Super Dirt Week is all go right now. We are, matter of fact, I've been spending the last couple of days working on some comp notes in between the phone calls and text messages. Uh, we're all go there. We're all go for Charlotte. Um, you know, we want to at least bring this uh, season down with a real big bang and, uh, and get going towards next year. Well, we look forward to, to everything that comes up in the fall. You know, there's been so much that's happened in the springtime. Uh, the fall, what a, what a way to go out with a bang here in, in 2020, a, a season that I don't think uh, very many of us will forget for some time to come. Uh, Dean, I appreciate the time. It's always a, a pleasure to get get you on whatever program it was that we've been doing in the past. And now with the Where Legends Are Made podcast, uh, great to have you on our second a main interviewer since we started the podcast, man, you're, you're up in the ranks now. I I finished second. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had the boss man on first. So you're you're right there. I've been on the phone with him uh, quite a bit the last couple of days and uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll have some good news here for everybody here soon. All right, Dean. Thank you so much. Thanks, Steve. All right. There's your a main interview of the week. When we come back, it's the dash for cash. Stay tuned. Land of Legends fans, want to win some swag? Listen up for this week's Dash for Cash. That's right. It's time for the Dash for Cash. And tonight's, uh, this week's Dash for Cash here for where legends are made. You may have seen on social media that we uh, had uh, a little bit of a partnership with uh, Kelly Hebing from Kelly Hebing Racing, a local racer out of Ontario, New York. 
um, who is called Land of Legends, uh, you know, a home track for her. It's where she started her 305 sprint career uh, years back. And of course, uh, I, I think it goes without saying uh, there's a, a great deal of racing history with her father, Chuck Keeping, uh, who started there in Modifieds and then now runs uh, with the traveling 360 sprint car circuit. But Kelly Hebing was kind enough to send us a uh, front wing uh, from her car. Actually, Kelly has it in her possession. And um, we did a giveaway on Facebook and Twitter to give away this front wing. It's our dash for cash for this week. We're ready to do the drawing. And I'm going to kick it off here. I'm going to spin the big wheel. We've got all the names from Facebook and Twitter that shared or retweeted that graphic. And let's see where the winner is. The winner of the Kelly Hebing front wing for our Dash for Cash is Stephen French, who shared the post on Facebook. So it's our Facebook share Stephen French. Winner of the Kelly Hebing Front Wing. Congratulations to Stephen. We will contact him and make sure that uh, we can connect him with Kelly Hebing. Uh, Stephen, a uh, race fan of the Land of Legends Raceway from Shortsville. So we'll be sure to get uh, Stephen in contact with Kelly Hebing to get that front wing. Congratulations. And uh, Thank you very much to Kelly Hebing uh, for, for doing that. Um, she had a, a piece off of last year's car that, uh, that she wanted to do something that would, uh, you know, uh, help promote her social media channel. And of course, you know, we teamed up and, and we uh, knew that our, our social media channels could, uh, you know, benefit everybody here. And uh, we got to tie it all in here with the where legends are made podcast. So, Congratulations to Stephen French, uh, winner of our Dash for Cash. Tune back in to next week's podcast where we'll have some Land of Legends Raceway swag to give away. And we'll tell you how it is that uh, we'll do that on next week's podcast. So stay tuned. We've got some Land of Legends swag coming at you next week. And then in uh, future podcast shows, we're going to have giveaways for a one-night streaming pass to Land of Legends TV we're going to have race tickets once we have the grandstands open. So we've got a lot of things that we're going to be giving away here just by tuning in and listening to the podcast. That's this week's Dash for Cash. Congratulations to Stephen French. But Brad, we've got racing this Saturday night at the Land of Legends as coming into town for the first time in 2020. It's going to be the Dirt Car Sportsman Series Central Region. And after they kicked their series off on Sunday at Utica, Rome with a barn burner with Matt Jancic picking up the big win, Brad, I can't wait for the sportsman to come in. This is, this ought to be a hell of a show. Yeah. Well, the sportsman class is by far been my favorite class this year. You know, we were almost 12, 15 laps into a 25 lap feature uh, Saturday night and they were still two, three, sometimes even four wide around the racetrack. You know, our points leader was just trying to battle up through and, and just trying to break into the top 10 still at that point, which I think makes for some really compelling racing. And, and just to watch these guys maneuver around the track and make the moves they're moving, making. And uh, I think the Sportsman series is just going to make it even all that better. Oh, it certainly will. 
Uh, one change to the program on Saturday that we uh, want to let everybody know that's listening in here to the podcast. It will not be double points. Uh, double points has been pushed back to July 18th. And of course, it will be show up points for the sportsman division. But double points has been pushed back to July 18th, as this is only going to be our fourth point show of the season. And it's only our second show operating with the handicap system. The Dirt Car Series Sportsman will be timed hot laps, followed by heat races that are lined up according to those timed hot laps, and then a redraw for the feature. That'll be the process for the Dirt Car Sportsman on Saturday night. The ways that you can tune in to the action on Saturday night, our grandstands, of course, are closed. And in terms of pit passes, pit passes on Saturday are set at $40, and we don't have a cap. We just tell the race teams that whoever you deem essential for your race team is who can be admitted on Saturday in the pit area. Uh, we just ask that uh, whatever race teams deem essential is what is uh, allowable to the pit area. Uh, grandstands, of course, are closed, but you can watch all the action on landoflegendstv.com. Get a subscription for Saturday for just fourteen ninety five. You can see all the action from hot laps all the way through to the last checkered flag and last victory lane of the night. Five different camera angles, including the new eagle eye drone shot. And before we get out of here, Brad, I got to ask you quickly about that. First time on Saturday that we really got to see the drone. And, 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 and I know we haven't seen all that it can do, but that had to be pretty awesome to, to finally get that uh, it worked into our show. Yeah, we've been working with it, uh, trying to get some settings right. Um, we just purchased the new DJI smart controller for the drone, and uh, I had to do some firmware updates on that, and uh, there's, a, there's a few little bugs going around with the new firmware that was out that I had to get kind of corrected and, and get some stuff figured out on it. But we've got it dialed in now. We were able to get it up and get some good shots with it. Uh, uh, hopefully here moving forward, once we get into phase four and we can start adding some, uh, some more help in some more different places, we'll be able to get up and get that up in the air. But, uh, a really cool vantage point, a really cool angle to be able to show, to really show an angle at the track that you're probably never going to be able to see without some sort of a, either a camera or some ability to do it that way. Absolutely. Pits open on Saturday at 4 p.m. $40 pit passes on Saturday. Uh, heat in the motors at 6 o'clock for the 305 sprints. Hot laps and timed hot laps will fire off at 610. Race time is 7 p.m. And you can see it all on landoflegendstv.com. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Where Legends Are Made. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes uh, for uh, Apple Podcasts, as well as on the Google Play Podcasts for your Android device. And keep in touch with us each and every week on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Land of Legends NY. Visit us online, landoflegendsraceway.com. For Brad Ovens, my name is Steve Ovens saying thank you very much for tuning in to episode number two of Where Legends Are Made. We'll see you Saturday at the races or on Land of Legends TV.
Land of Legends Raceway fans, tune in each and every week of the racing season to Where Legends Are Made, a podcast dedicated to covering the drama, excitement, and hear from the drivers from your favorite dirt track. Stephen Ovens and Brad Ovens walk you through the week that was Where Legends Are Made. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts and visit landoflegendspodcast.com.